You're listening to Can I Help You with the Love Master himself, Craig Shoemaker. Hi, everybody. Welcome. It's Dr. Craig Shoemaker, Can I Help You? I'm sitting here with our guests in my office, actually. This has been a wandering podcast. It's pretty cool the way we don't have to go to a radio station anymore or a studio. We had Ryan O'Quinn, who was just in the room here. I did him in the car. And I went to my my uh, accountant's place, and my accountant has been a guest. We have famous guests. We have never famous guests. We have today. We have a guest who's not only famous; he has a brother who's famous. So I it's have, like there's dual famality. <laughs> dual famality. Richard Patrick is our guest today, uh, here in the office of which he is now part of our campus, and we're really happy to have you as part of our team. Here, I love Richard. being here. It's amazing. Isn't it cool? It's really cool. Yeah, we and. It kind of is in alignment with what this podcast is about is we believe in team collaboration right and on. we have a no assholes allowed policy which i hope i, I, hope I, I you I made it past i did <laughs> well there okay. was a firewall you didn't know about it but there's a fire and you you made it good and now you're running the music here and i have to tell you um off the top i was i don't know who filter is all right, mm-hmm. and but I hear it's uh, everyone here is very impressed with it. Cool. I kind of like it that I don't know because then I have this impression of you that's just a person to person. Yeah, but apparently you're a celebrity. <laughs> so. I I have been famous. Yeah, exactly, and in nine inch nails and a nine inch nailer. Yeah, that's amazing. So th- them I know. Okay, yes. but we most mostly we, he was that's Trent that's, Reznor. Yeah. Trent Reznor is without a doubt iconic. Like, Iconic from yeah. the 90s, especially. Yeah. There's like five or six bands that people remember for sure from the 90s. It's like Soundgarden. Okay. Um, it's Pearl Jam. Right. Alice in Chains. Nirvana. Nine Inch Nails. Nirvana. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I would throw in the Deftones is probably one of the most important bands from that genre. And I Filter was one of the guys that we were big. We I've, I've gone platinum. I've done some stuff. Right. But I'm not... I don't think it's 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 we're not a, we're not a we're not like a us part of the top ten. I think well, there are fans yeah. of yours that are going. What's sure. he talking about? Yeah, he's you know. top. He's number one. As a matter of fact, people in my office here are, think that you're number one. Yeah, I now I, I, I miss I miss those I, part of the nineties. You know, you didn't name my top. Uh, the Divinals. Can I touch myself? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of that, was, well, my that was my anthem. That was my. She was good. <laughs> There's a, there's a, I mean, listen, Linda Perry came out of that. Yeah. Uh, she was in her band, Four Non Blondes, wasn't that big, but she is. They were very cool. big. I even know who they I, are. I, I know them they, above Filter. See, that's the th- <laughs> well, see, there, there, <laughs> there you, you go, go, though. But, but see, that's the thing. They, they, I believe that there's so much stuff that came out of the 90s that is just amazing. Uh, do you, I'm going to have I you guess who my it. number one, I'm going to give you a hint. It's an artist, not a band. My number one in the 90s. I am absolutely a freak for one artist in the 90s who I think changed music. Can you hmm. guess? Nope. I can't. Alanis Morissette. Oh, yeah. Are you a fan? Yes. And we were label mates. <clears throat> so the people oh, really? working our record were working her record. And she was like, wow, this girl, Alanis Morissette, she's like the female Trent Reznor because she was so yes. mad right. at a guy. Right, yeah. And, and he was I, mad at a woman or not, or a guy, <laughs> or everybody. He's mad at all, everybody. <laughs> he was mad at himself. I think he was mad at himself. Right. But he was, but he, but 
Um, he got mad at you on stage too, didn't he? Beat oh, you up on well, stage on a regular so, basis or something. So the first, so our third show in Washington D.C. was at the nine thirty club in front of about thirty people, and he was bummed because no one was there. So we just started like throwing beers at each other, <laughs> and the crowd kind of the thirty people who were there were really thought it was awesome, and we thought it was funny. So I threw a bottle at him, and like he like came over and like grabbed me this is during the concert this is the, during the show and he came over and like r like threw me down or r like pulled me down and <laughs> you know when you're 20 yeah you know when you're 22 rough housing right or that kind of rough play is just the par for the course so we were just constantly pushing each other and attacking <laughs> each other and we were very punk ethically Mm -hmm. And we had, we saw the we saw like the movie um, you know Sid and Nancy and it was like yeah that's us wow they got punk rock on, I love know. that I love that punk has ethics punk, <laughs> there's a, the punk ethic is like is there a playbook that you have to uh, there is. live by so in the mosh pit if you're yeah. in a mosh pit there's there's ethics there's no punching. There's no, yes. Wow. There's no I'm punch. from Philadelphia. We didn't see those rules. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's amongst amongst the true, like, punk right. rockers, you know, you never grope a girl. You never, you know, if someone's, if someone's crowd surfing, support. You know, it's it's an example of universal health care. It's like support the one person, the 10 people support, or the 100 people support the... And so there was, you know, there's if someone falls down, pick them up immediately. I love you have standards. We had absolutely. But people aren't aware of that, especially people from the outside looking at it. It just looks like a bunch of crazy people. I, even They're beating to each this, other up. Yeah. To, to this day, the mosh pit like ethic is if someone falls down, you get them up. And especially mm -hmm. the little guys the you, you really got to watch out for younger people. Mm -hmm. Like that was always a huge thing. And we would say it from the stage, moshing and having fun is, 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 does not mean that you're allowed to just grope a girl. Or, or, or did anyone get injured at any of your concerts? I'm sure they did. Well, we, we had a concert. Besides at, you. Um, there was, <laughs> I think you're still in traction. Well, I used to, so I was so, Piggy was my persona. Piggy. That was Piggy. My, my name, my nickname who, was Piggy. Who dubbed you Piggy? Uh, Trent. He did. He, so I came back from a show in... Um, uh, I saw a skinny puppy and I was telling, uh, Trent about like ogre was on stage, you know, singing something about a white piggy and his ogre sounds like this. He's like, white piggy rotate. Oh, I can't even do it. It's so hard on your voice, but that age just sucks. Doesn't well, it? it's just it's really hard to do that. White piggy. Like it's like that. Got it. White piggy. And All so, right. and so Trent's like, yo, yo, piggy. Let's let's go. Let's and he goes piggy, and I'm like yeah, and he's and he's like I, he goes that's your nickname from now on, and from then on it was piggy, wow. and like even the road manager was like okay piggy, and I was like yep that's me piggy that makes sense, and <laughs> but like I would go on stage and How I do would you like just, that nickname did you I did loved you, it you owned it I owned it I. Did you have T-shirts made and uh, merchandise? No, it wasn't. See, this that. is how I think. You have to think entrepreneurial. Yeah, we were, we were, but I guess when you're in that, you're in your twenties, we you're like, in a, a, a punk band. It was. It was like let's just kill each other and have the greatest summer of our lives. Like we were. So when we got started and we were throwing each other around the stage, all of a sudden we were like, man, they really like the violence, and it. And we were like, yeah, let's let's be violent towards each other. But then. Like Trent would get furious if I ever like 
got too close to him or messed with him. Mm -hmm. But he thought it was really cool if if whenever I tried to play a solo or tried to take center stage or anything, he would just tackle me. He's an alpha dog. So I was and like, you were a threat to the alpha, right? I, I, you know, I don't, I, I mean, because it was such a visceral, crazy mm -hmm. like thing, I think you're probably right. But, um, he started tackling me every night. So my knees, my back, my like real wear and tear. Yeah. Like, started you happen. talk about great summers. The winters weren't so great. Well, the winters, <laughs> the winters but, when you repaired, like, the funny thing was, is, Eventually, like about five years ago, like th my back was so bad that I had to have a huge fusion. Of, like I have titanium and cadaver bone holding my back together no. right now. Do you get stopped in the airport? I do. They're like, how much titanium do you have? I'm like, it's just underneath what is like going to set your machines off. And they're <laughs> like, okay, great. Now we know. But I'm like a literal like and. And they're like, well, what? The doctor's like, well, why is your back? You're 35. Like, this is when it was started. Mm -hmm. Like, you're th you're 40. Why is your back so bad? And he's like, okay, so you hurt. I'm like, my knees have always been weak, you know. And like, I, you know, I had a skiing accident back when I was a kid. He's like, yeah, but what else? One skiing thing is not bad. He's like, did you hurt it? Like, I was like, eh, well, I got tackled every night for. It. He's like, wait, what? I go, well, I was in Nine Inch Nails. I don't know if you know this, but like during the <laughs> early 90s, my character, we would, I would constantly be tackled by Trent. And it's documented. Sure. It's video, you know, because someone like put every single Nine Inch Nails show on like mm -hmm. the internet. Don't you wish and you get paid on those? The, well, yeah, of you course. should be paid yeah, for I, these videos. I well, mean, you're, you're that's the star I, of the video. That's why I quit. Because I was like, I'm never gonna get paid with this guy. You, like it, you're like the Steve O of Jackass. The, but he made thirty five million dollars. <laughs> like his That was my point, except for that point. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. so I literally was like they're like, Well what so what was with your ankle? I'm like, Oh yeah, Trent, I definitely hurt my ankle. I'm like, dude, like Do you send him hospital bills? You don't no. I can tell you don't do that, do you? No. I would never I would never come after Trent like that. I would never do that. Because he has the money and he did it. True. But <laughs> I but listen, in our world, and this is why I quit. Mm -hmm. In in my world I was like, there's something more important. The art was right. like the the show, our artistic integrity was about being violent to each other. Mm. Our kids are moshing. That energy was so powerful that we like would tackle each other. He would tackle me. Yeah. And he would attack the other guys in the band. But like he would mess with like the keyboard player's keyboard. And like and he knew that Jim James Woolley wouldn't take any of it. Man. Oh really? Like yeah. I was a little bit more you could you could beat me up. Like I was a little <laughs> bit more wimpy or whatever. A little docile. Yeah. Which is weird because you come from uh, Chicago and Cleveland. Cleveland. I yeah. mean, these are. I was taught by. These are really tough areas. Yeah. I mean, you would think that you would have that sort of. My, my brother, Robert. wasn't like they were going to Laguna to find you. No. <laughs> my brother, Robert, taught me how to fight. Your brother, Robert. Now, Robert, Robert Patrick, for is, those who don't know, he's an actor mostly known as probably. I'm going to say one of the top villains of all time. Uh, memorable, right. memorable villains. Absolutely. 
his performance was one of the most. It was T two, right? Liquid Terminator cop. That he plays the T one thousand. He was such a badass. And he was amazing. I, he really was. And uh, it's you, do you. Well, we'll have him as a guest. I'll talk about you him should. another time. Yeah. He is Robert. Is he is the big brother. He is like the movie like casting couldn't have done like the because best. Because he is cast- a badass in real life. In real life, he is he's an intense. He's truly being like, his background. You're not. Piggy. My brother used to scare me to death. He's like, pretend to kill me, <laughs> and I, you know we had no idea this is what was what was happening. He's like, you pretend to kill me, and I'm like wrestling with my. I'm nine. I'm like seven wrestling my brother. Oh my god! And my brother is like put, putting his hand, putting my hands around his throat, and he'd go. And pretend to die, and I'd be like, "Stop it, Robert! Stop it!" And he he'd be like, "I'm a good actor, aren't I?" And and that that's was, how it started. That's how he was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna be a movie actor." And but he wanted specifically though, he wanted to be a movie actor who was a badass. He believes like like he, he had that look in that movie. I'll never forget. He it. He, he frightened me, and he wasn't he, even my big brother choking me. He is he is like Steve McQueen. If if you were if if you like Steve McQueen was always a little bit more quiet and reserved, mm-hmm. but Steve McQueen he always thought he could be like a, a Steve McQueen, right? And he always thought that Steve McQueen was the badass. One and of my he, favorite movies, yeah. Steve McQueen. Do you know what the movie is? Can you take a guess? The like from like a long time ago, but it's a, a classic movie that is underrated. I make sure I show it to my kids. It's like that kind of movie. Um. You is know what it, it is? Driving one? No. Oh, that's that's one. Right. Bullet. That, that's not that. Bullets. I heard Bullet was amazing. I want to see that. No. Too. Great Escape. Right. Never seen it. I, dude, you should because you're a little older than me. You need to give me a list. Like I had to go. That's watch, what I do with my kids. I give I them a list all the time, I, and that's on it. And I, they love it, by the a way. A friend of mine who's a little older was like, "Dude, have you ever seen Cool Hand Luke?" I'm like, "No." Another like, one. You have to see another one. Yeah. Cool Hand Luke. Some of these movies are ahead of their time, and it's nothing yeah. to do with age. Like. There's a movie that was made well before I was born. Uh, another one, Rear Window. If you just right. want, if you want to see great filmmaking, a lot of times you have to go back to the fifties and the '60s and the '70s when they didn't rely on CGI. They relied on yeah. great source. I just watched The Godfather Two the other day again. Yeah. yeah, and you can watch these things over and over again. On Netflix, my son is the greatest thing. I, I, have yeah. you seen? My like, son's. Uh, we all saw we a all, big Scorsese fan now yeah. because of me. We, we've all seen Apocalypse Now a million times on HBO, mm-hmm. but I saw it again in my adult years as, a, as right. someone who has studied acting, right. as someone who has aspired to be a better performer. You know, I go to acting classes. You know, I, I've done some of that. The acting was so mm-hmm. absolutely palpable. Like, it was so lived and believed mm-hmm. well they that's because they did live it they lived it they lived it they lived over they there lived over there they, and they immersed themselves dirty. in these roles and until they were literally yeah. drunk and stoned and, and everything else yeah and out of it and, and crazy and made them crazy and it's right but it's that method that method acting and De Niro and all those guys really, really. They I immersed themselves in the role like Raging Bull is one of the greatest performances ever because he yeah. became the role. He gained weight for yeah. it. And it was a full commitment. Not like, you know, it's a lot of, a lot of people now, they just they care I how they look all the time. Well, Either that or they make them put them in a costume. The real, 
I, I'm in a Christian Bale is absolutely one of those guys. Oh, no question. He is and one Vice, of those guys. Have you seen Vice yet? I haven't seen Vice. Oh, I brother, see brother, brother, man. Yeah. I can't believe. I thought that's why you brought it up. He well, becomes Dick Cheney to the point where you say, yeah. you're looking for Dick Cheney in the credits. Yeah. That's that's how much yeah. he is so great but in this he, role. The fighter. You know, he's a crack right. addict. That's right. And, you know, he's one of them. Yeah, you are right. He's he is, a throwback. He is like fully. But, you know, what was really crazy was seeing American Hustle. You know yeah. the American hustle, and then De Niro sitting there with him, and mm -hmm. he's he's an English guy, and you know he drew from De Niro mm -hmm. to play the New Yorker that he plays in American Hustle. It must, it must and you be could amazing see you could probably them. see De Niro just going, "Yeah, this is the real deal, pal." You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but like, do you watch the movies now? You're a musician, and now you're scoring films. Mm -hmm. So you just came on board around here and um, almost like a calling card. You said, watch this movie. I did the music for it. So I was impressed with you already and really happy that you came aboard here. But when I saw that, when you're watching a movie, are you now thinking along those lines of how you would score it or somebody who does better Absolutely. scoring than others? You say, Absolutely. this is a type of music that I, that I could kind of not borrow from, but right. inspire you in a di different direction. I you know the, the that's how you're seeing films now in other words so when i score when mm -hmm. i compose there's two different schools that are i think that i'm 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 more closer to the avant-garde so there's so the shining mm. is like the, you know the shining is you know like or or 2001 stanley kubrick his usage of music where it's like the monolith scene where it's literally they well, have a that, that's one of the classics of all time but the not, music but, made the film but not the the dun, dun, not the orchestral right. scored you know for you know mm -hmm. i'm talking about he got a choir and he's like okay you go to this note somewhere in the next 2 minutes but start here and try and do that and they all or like going like like they're doing that I remember that remember that yeah. but, but they're it's so creepy it's so insanely creepy so it's almost like that avant-garde stuff was way more uh right. shocking and and artistically valid to me so that when i was growing up when i was meeting trent and when i was like in the early days of nine inch nails I was always like the avant-garde stuff of like, I was always mm -hmm. like skinny puppy and darkness and crazy yeah. is more intense than like the actual guys that think they're heavy metal. And mm -hmm. like, 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 so I was way more into the, the weird, the drones and they, mm -hmm. so a lot of like the scoring that I've done is drones and sounds first then I apply now what do you mean by drones for those sounds just um yeah where I'm I, you know put, some people think it's a, a thing flying around the, the well <laughs> no I'm so a, so a drone copter so one of my favorite composers who passed away uh sadly his name is Jan Janis Johannesson mm -hmm. uh, or hang on I, one sec hold that thought for a sec hey Sam you can do this on a podcast right hey Sam can you put the air conditioning on? <laughs> Thanks, brother. 
See, that's what we can do around yeah, here. So he that. was your favorite composer. So or one he's of one of my favorite composers. He's, he said that the, doing a drone score is probably one of the hardest things that, that he ever did because it's, 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 there's, it's not musical. And his thing was Sicario. He was the guy that went. Mm-hmm. Which is literally, it's like going from B to B flat. You know what I mean? It's like it's it's B to B flat. And what instrument is doing that? It's, or it could be any. It instrument. could be anything. But he he chose uh, bass, uh, uh, you know, string bass, big huge orchestral string basses. And then he had a drum machine going. And by the way, this is the cardinal sin of composing is you're never supposed to to be what they call a hummer. Someone who hums the part or or sings the oh. part. Yeah. But I, I you're not supposed to use your mouth. I don't believe in that. Okay. I don't believe in that. I don't it's either. Like it's I kind of like paper the, uh, or something like they ever since police Academy. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> to me, you it's, should bring in Michael Winslow of, to do something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But but so 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 drone scores are really hard to do. And uh, m- my friend Tobias Inhouse uh, worked on Traffic, and Traffic that movie Great was movie. all drones. It was sound. Mm. They said, "Listen, you're not allowed to play melodies." The director's like, "You cannot play melodies. You cannot play rhythm. You can't play like you can't have anything." As it, like, go to a junkyard, record yourself hitting metal, and that's the score. And mm. see you later. And I know you've gone to, you know, you know, art school, and I, or you know, uh, composer academy, or whatever the heck you do. Like, I know you went to Berkeley. I don't care. Deconstruction. You, and you take it outside, like, um, like the Beach Boys did with Pet Sound. Right. Right. Something like that. It's very avant-garde, very experimental. Right. Well, all of my stuff from from Nine Inch Nails or Filter was like. Like, like at a certain point, I'm gonna go into the orchestra. I'm gonna go into the the melody. I'm gonna go into the piano. I'm gonna end up, you know, I end up scoring and singing. Like maybe I'll perform a song mm-hmm. because I need to really connect with the audience. And I found that through my singing, I can I can get there fast enough. That's why at the end of, of Last Rampage, I'm singing. That's what I wanted to get yeah. to. Your voice is Thank ethereal. You. It's really unique. It's haunting. I don't know if that's your voice for other things. I don't know if you're singing to your kids, uh, you know, the wheels on the bus go round and round <laughs> if you're doing this. <laughs> you would not the believe how far up. wheels on the bus. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how you're doing it, uh, but uh, uh, is I that t- your natural singing voice? Because what s- I heard was a, it's called Last Rampage. It's yeah. not a big popular movie but wasn't a huge movie but it's probably one of my proudest moments it should be because when you showed me i said whoa that is that song is it just stands out and it makes the film people don't realize how important music is to a film yeah because i was watching this i'm thinking what did this look like this scene without the music yeah it would have been a nothing scene yeah i mean you're 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 helping them with their pauses you're helping them with their their framing of a scene you're uh, all of that is with the music how closely do you work with the director um so the director something like that they had tempt um they attempt something a temp track they do it's a temporary track they do just to sort of fill things in and yeah they're just like general idea like this is kind of what we were thinking and like Mm -hmm. some of it like i was like you're absolutely completely wrong like Mm. please this you said that to the director well you have were you hired at the time 
or you were auditioning for the part basically um, when you were being this honest with him I, I said some of the temp music is really bad I, at the time though were yeah. you hired or were you not I hired was, yet I, he asked me to see it the asked you to see it see and it, see if you like, had any ideas what do you think and I said flat out like I, I said I said it's a great movie um, but the temp some of the temp music is awful did you some know potentially they though. might hire you though yeah well, that's good, but though. You're yeah. honest. And Dwight, so Dwight Little, the, the filmmaker, mm -hmm. was like, you know, I said, this, this scene and this scene are fantastic, The what you did here. So I'm going to swing for the fences on this. And then he had this gospel song um, towards the end, and it was like unbelievable. And I had actually unbelievable, great or unbelievable, it was, wrong it was, for the film. It was film. amazing, but here's something that, like, I will, I, like, I'm gonna reveal this, but I literally, because my brother was the star in it, mm -hmm. and I said, man, if I wish, I, you know, permission to speak completely free as not the composer, but as a movie maker, so, you know, someone who aspires mm -hmm. to 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 help create the perfect right. movie. I said, in my opinion freeze on the actor um what's his is bruce davison bruce freeze on bruce have him let the tape run out on him great and, actor by the way and, one and of the amazing. most underrated actors but ever, yeah. there was they had a little thing where they were kind of like let's go to church and the sun it was it was morning right. and the sun was and it was look, going off into the sunset like an old western but it felt to me a little cheesy and so I said to Robert, it was too on the head. It was on the nose, and I just thought, like, oh, please fade to black, please fade, fade. When I saw it, and then they kind of do this thing where he goes out and he grabs his wife, and they go off into the sunset. But I told my brother, I said, if you just let it hang on Bruce Davidson until it just, until literally it's it's just almost awkwardly too long and then fade to black mm -hmm. it would be the most amazing movie on the planet uh, yeah i'd recommend <laughs> seeing the movie just because of your soundtrack well thank did you did you do the entire movie but i but but just so, just so you know i told that kind of to robert my bro as like a person mm -hmm. and he, he got that back. He he, came, he went back to. Dwight. He's a very direct. He went. Guy. He went back to to Dwight Little, and he's like, "See, I told you that idea is great, huh? That's my idea." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Wait a minute, what?" He goes, "Yo, oh, and, and, I can't stand when people copy your idea." Dwight and Dwight Little's like, own. Dwight Little's like, "Yeah, no," I was like, "I call BS," and like yeah. my brother goes, "No, it was my little brother Richie. <laughs> it was my little brother Richie. He's the one who did. I was just waiting for you to." But so I, I would never even pretend to, to, to know anything about like beyond what Dwight Little, but Dwight was making a very specific, um, you know, uh, type of film, type of film. Right. And it requires that kind of, but he, he listened and he was. And so when I did the gospel song and this, I'm bringing mm. it back. They, I wrote that as they were coming in. And we had to quickly do it, and I wrote it like the night before, and we performed it. And then as I was finishing up, because I don't like to do it with everybody there, I like to have a, like a private, mm -hmm. you know. And I had my guitar, and I had, you know, the microphone, and we put it together, and we we put it on the screen, and he watched it, 
and I looked over because I'm like seeing it for the first time. And myself. were you a little scared? I mean, oh, I was horrified. But yeah, you're putting this out there. Yeah. You, you're not and it's that loud. My voice is the only thing you hear for like, you know, for like 30 yeah. seconds, mm-hmm. you know, for like 15 seconds. And it's the loudest thing in the movie. Mm. And I'm doing this, you know, it's very sad. And my voice is almost kind of trembling because it's sad. Right. And I look over and the, the credits are rolling and, and, and I look over and he and the producer are tear, they're oh, crying. Oh, that's great. And I, he's like, are we supposed to cry? Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, damn right. I'm like, that's the golden right. feeling that every filmmaker, you know, that we all as artists, because that's the most extreme feeling you can have as a, mm. as a human is to be is to be moved to tears over yeah something. i call movies move me's yeah if they move me into tears to laughter then it's a good movie yeah if and they don't move me at all then it's then it just gets a bad and rating he, and, and he I goes but he goes it. he goes but richard i kind of wanted you know like are you sure we should it should be this hard and this kind of sad like should and i'm like but that's the reality of the movie right the movie expresses it it the the reason why the film was made is to remind us people who are not from a violent world people who are not is to remind us that evil is out there bad mm-hmm. things do happen and sure. this is one story and it's it's not in re- and and life is just sometimes god awful it's just yeah. sad and so and that's why we have the escapes and that's why yeah. we have the arts and that's why we have music and comedy yeah. Now, how are you with comedy? Do you are you an enjoyer of of stand up? I I comedy absolutely. Yeah. Com- I'm actually I'm I believe that I have comedy comedic Tourette's. Okay, that I, means you just blurt out jokes I, at any I, time. I blurt out funny things and use accents. Like people like like people think people have told you you should be a comic. My fans saw me give an interview where I was a, like a little bit more I was I was like a little bit more openly funny on camera because, you know, they th- remember Piggy and then they see me as the singer mm-hmm. for Nine Inch Nail or singer for excuse me, singer for filter. Yeah, it's your character. And I'm just like this dark have ever, person. Have you ever you thought know? about doing stand up? I, I was that a, a, <laughs> like a back dream. I I I, Somewhere I, deep I down? honestly believe that if I if I if I could have the time to really do it, I think I'd be a very funny stand up. Well, there you go. I'm your new mentor. You know, that's what I do here a lot of times. Yeah. I don't what know do if you, you knew that. I mentor comedians. You do. Absolutely. I wonder how like I believe in passing things on. I don't believe in like People will say, like, sometimes I go on Facebook and I talk politics, but it's really not politics to me. To me, it's ethics and values that I'm trying to share. Yeah. I say, why do you do this? They're, you're not going to change anybody. I go, because, but for the grace of God, go I. Doesn't it? Be, mean, you know, doesn't, I don't want, yeah. I, I, if, I, why would I hold on to things that I've had my freedom now and my happiness has been achieved? Here's how I did it. And then they, oh, you're arrogant. Oh, you're erudite and you're elite. But, but no, I'm trying about- to tell you that I've been you before. And what you're putting out there has an energy that does not demonstrate a pursuit of happiness in this country or for yourself. It doesn't demonstrate anything you want to pass on to children. It's just more righteousness and anger and unresolved resentments and things like that. So I'm saying to them, I'm going, hey, I got a little key out of that jail. Why would I not share this with you? You're never going to change them. I don't care. It could. You could plant a seed in someone. 
I, and I, then they can come back to you and say, you know what? When you said that, at first I fought up against it. But now something happened to me where I'd like to shift over to more of that than I am I have, trying to be right and getting a gang to collude with me. Yeah. In I, that anger. That's I, what they do. They pass I, it around. I have my Instagram. People see my Instagram. People see my... And I'm so absolutely up in arms against the Trump administration and in general Republican thinking and I'm sorry but and people are like why would you do that why are you do people want to go to I know they see wonder it. why you're doing and it and I'm like because it's it's like it's well I I have this thing my seventh great grandfather is Jacob Patrick who fought in the revolution hmm. and he his relatives owned the Patrick Inn which was where they wrote the Constitution, whoa, or not whoa. the Constitution, excuse me, the, the, the Declaration, Declaration of, of Independence. Independence. My God, my great-great-grandfather signed it too. Isn't wow. that crazy? So we're kind of related. Yeah. We're called Sons Who's, of the Revolution. Uh, uh, Shoemaker? So, no, Josiah Bartlett is his name. Okay. He was actually the name of the president in uh, West Wing, but it's the same name oh, as cool. Josiah Bartlett was... Uh, he was he's my great 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 grandfather. So we are both sons of the revolution. Exactly. My mother always tells me that I say, but I won't get a dime for that. All I care about is are <laughs> but, we gonna make money from it? But the answer is zero. Except the, for this conversation. But, but, we but, just became more brothers, I guess, because we signed the But the point is is like <laughs> but think about but see if you're going great because mine's seventh grade. So so it's great, 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 great. Think of how hard it was just to be alive i in know two hundred in, in, in how in, they ever lived in past 1775 i always think about this. that he's like how about the weather the weather you know was like when you see custer in those furs and stuff is that 98 degrees i bet you that he took pictures in a thong i mean you know what i mean when you think about it how in the world we, they, we can't i can't deal with no air conditioning i can't i cannot can you fathom function and how about the stink I, the smell the in the Alamo. The, but see, you get. How about the smell in the Alamo? I would have. I would have left. I, I said, "The hell with all, my country. I got to get away from I from Davy Crockett and that stinking hat." I would listen. <laughs> so, I'm a. I am a. A first off, I was terrible, like drunkard. You know, mm -hmm. back that like like I would have been. I would have died from drunkenness. Well, oh, you my, you and Sam my, Bowie would have been hanging my, out there with the knife and uh, my, playing knife well, games. I was <laughs> my asthma. I had terrible asthma. And like I would have had, I would have suffocated like horribly. You wouldn't have had it back then, though. Uh, well, who knows? No, you well, wouldn't have had asthma back then. Yeah, I think that the, a lot of this stuff is, is, is chemically exhaust. and exhaust yeah. and everything else. It's the water. It's, it's like it's a whole bunch. Yeah. Of, what I but, argue about when I go to Facebook is I try not to get too specific on Trump, but you almost can't help it. I am like but I tell them it's not I'm politics. I felt this way about the guy when he was a liberal Democrat. I felt this. I've known he's him for full years. Of shit. He's totally. And full. It, you told me about. I, something. All I'm doing is saying, why do you want these to be your values? And you can't go just go deflecting. Go. What about the Democrats? I go, I'm not talking about as a Democrat. I'm talking about as a person. Why would you want to transfer and put these values on? Do you want your child ever acting oh like that? God. Do you he's, ever want your child to rip people off, to lie, to cheat, rip steal? People off. Exactly. And how in the world they turn their head and say he tells it like it is. Tells it like it is for somebody who has unresolved rage. That's it's not how I want to be. Yeah, something like that. It's not but telling they, it like it is as, as who Clinton. I would like to be. They talked about Hillary Clinton. Like, oh, it's the same. I'm like, really? No, no. Really? And, but I don't want to get into the politics just well, for the reasons they're know, saying. But, but I, what I'm, I'm saying it, but, is what we're with each other on, the goal is to, is to point out to people 
that I don't know about you, but I came from that ilk. That's the other thing is I'm not, I'm not sharing my opinion. My experience is I came from that because I was raised like that. I was, I was raised to be somewhat racist. I was raised to be I, a bigot. I, hate to I was say raised it. to be, of course this. we hate to say awful, it, but let's but be honest totally about it. Right. Oh, so completely. I'm sharing people. My freedom was, is I was never happy being like that. I was rationalized and justified like so, they are. And I'd have all the language for them. I'd say, yeah. you know, uh, my people were immigrants, but they came here legally and they weren't dirty. Oh, yeah, da, 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 da. Yeah. I had all the excuses. Oh, yeah. I am embarrassed. It's embarrassed by some well, of the conversations I had to be right. And that's all people are doing. They're just trying to yeah. justify this unresolved rage and resentment they have within them. And I say that because that's what I was. Yeah, and I, am I, I perfect today? No. Am I erudite yeah. and elite and all this? No. I, I'm trying to say to people, and I think you are too, is, like, is there is a way out of that. Dude, we came And the way from, out of it is not to collude with this narcissist. I came from a red state. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I'm we're I'm from and listen, listen, just to give you an example, in 1983 or 82, mm -hmm. I was, you know, 13, 14 and I was a caddy at a country club. OK, in what town? In Rocky River, Ohio. OK, outside was, of Cleveland, outside of Cleveland. I was a caddy and they had caddies and all of the caddies were called spooks. Oh, you gotta be kidding! I me. swear to God, on everything I on my children. So, so they and they said, and the caddy master, who they brought out of retirement, said the reason why we're here is because these men want to chase a little white ball all the way down a course to to play their sport, and you have to you have to be you have to be courteous, you have to be polite, you have to do it. And he, and he goes, and the reason why we call you spooks, and these are his words, mm -hmm. is because that way we can keep the black kids out of here because we don't want any black kids working here. So we mm -hmm. we call we call you kids spooks so that because because no self-respecting black kid is gonna want to sit there and be called a spook. So so I mean you telling this story. I can imagine you as a kid who just wants to keep your job. You stayed silent. I was, oh, I was like, I, I was, Did I you, was. And you probably went along with it, too, and called I, your friends spooks. They called me spooks, and yeah. then I had everybody to call called, everybody because else. Because that's the, part of the, the gang mentality. The new kids And are this the, is exactly why I try to post things. I say, no, you're just part of a gang. Yeah. You recirculate the same echo chamber stuff. You go get your information from the same people who are like the caddy master. Yeah. They dictate how you but, are and you and we have such an obedient society we just go along with yeah. it without saying anything and then my and then my father who's a member at this country club because he's like well you know and he as a joke mm -hmm. and and bless his heart my father is, is not alive to 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 you know to fight back or hear me but but he you know part of the not even necessarily my dad but like other people that work there i'm like well what why Dad, why aren't Jews allowed to be at this country club? Why aren't black people allowed to be at you this country? You said this to I him. said to this to, to the, the... When you were a kid. When I was a kid, when I was... It, because we were learning straight up slavery, bad. You know, uh, the, racism, awful, bad. Mm -hmm. 60s. Right. We, were way, we were really learning about the civil rights movement and how... And, you know... I guess the I guess the the teachers are they're more Democrats, you know, because they're teachers. You know what I mean? And yeah, but they were teaching us truth and live and, you know, Abraham Lincoln and just 
the Civil War, for God's sake. Like right. we well, like there's enough on our to know that this is wrong. But here I am at this this country club. Why is I, this OK? And I said, why? Why aren't there Jewish people allowed to be at this country club? Why aren't there black people allowed to be at this country club? And do you know what they said? Mm. They said, we'll let them work here. Mm. Mm. So the only black people that were at this country club were literally like the cooks and yeah. like and like and it was just like this is the mentality that's going on. That's, but here's what I believe. But I don't know yeah, if you believe that. I know that they I think that Donald t- Trump in it, he has invigorated exactly that. he's invigorated them to the point where they're going to do one of two things they're going to double down and they'll go join the drunk at the end of the bar and tell mm-hmm. racist jokes and be racist yeah or they're going to go this doesn't feel so great it's not, you know it's this awful. is not aligned with my true it's feelings not, and especially yeah. my friend did a post today about christians and it got them nuts you can't be a christian be for trump is what he's basically saying so I and I, you know, of course, he's a brilliant man, John Fugel saying, and I agree with him because if you have Christian values, there is nothing about this man except for him saying that he knows the Bible, which he he's never had a Bible fucking, verse in his he life. Know he's never read a single thing. thing and we as who know him know this is true. And how they are not offended by him just saying that to fool it's, them it's, and all the statements that he makes are just to fool them and yeah. to have a ruse put up. None of them are true. It's obvious that they're not true. But us pointing it out, then you become the bad guy. I posted about this yesterday. He's like, you talk about people's mental illness. They make you the bad guy for reversing it because you're not obedient. We live in an obedient society, and I don't think that's a way to live. I think the way to live is from our own consciousness, our own authenticity, our own power that exists within us. And that's what we want to get to. We don't want to get to empower them to dictate how we are. And as human yeah. beings, how you can treat people like that and uh, be okay with it. Yeah. So this is what's going to happen. The people are going to get to the point where they go, that doesn't feel good to me anymore. And especially Christians, because if Christians ever looked at this, of the behavior of this man, I, and how we ever confused a violence against minorities as a Christian yeah, value, or, how or, or migrants or, that are coming here whoa, for asylum— whoa. And, and putting them in kids in cages. How oh anyone justifies, God. oh, it's illegal. There's plenty of illegal things out there. Go go get people for speeding if you want or drunk driving. What about tax uh, evasion? Yeah, 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 how about that? Every single fucking how about, one of them. How, how, how about, sorry, how about every one of these corporate people all have tax, tax lawyers evasion. that get them out of it? And they already yeah. have tax breaks. But no one goes for that because— Did you see the post? Oh, man— on my Facebook, there's a guy that's like, I'm here to talk to the billionaires about paying taxes. Yeah. And oh, he they don't like, want to hear that. He's like, he's like, he's like, there's been one thing. Everybody wants to fight climate change. Everybody wants, but no one wants to talk about paying their fair share in taxes. But what about, this is what I'm saying about the Christians, taxes. though, is where are they getting that the Republican values are shared with Christian values? It's like having a mouthful of meat and saying you're a vegan it's it, it's it's, 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 it's incongruous it's so it doesn't make sense absolutely. and if you're listening out there i am not saying this to judge you i'm saying this to implore you to check with your true values absolutely and does this guy butt against your values he surely does mine you know not where i wanted to go with this conversation but listen well, but, we, it's called can i help you and maybe we're helping one person yeah that's all it takes is one i absolutely for agree. transformation to take place first it happens with self and then you pass it on to others and that's what i we hope the objective just, of this show is just being a decent person 
And he's not. Like, just be a way. decent person. You know what they said about Barack Obama? Oh, my God. The, the, what, what he kept say, saying, the birtherism, the, all the stuff. And then you say just one thing, Trump University. Yeah. The, the fact that he settled out of court for $25 oh, the, the million. How about a Christian but, that's okay with him? You turn your back on that he cheated on his wife with a porn star, yes. had it covered up payments, and he has at least 12 different women and they're calling and, him and on sexual abuse. Say, and he said, grab him by the pussy. look at the good and, he's doing. And all of this. By the way, they've been saying that before there was ever any alleged statistics that say that he's doing good. It's there's, all there's rhetoric. Good. It's all it's, hyperbole. It's, cut taxes for the wealthy. Right. He's destroying our relationship with the UN. He's destroying our relationship with Canada. All right. You know, we, we, well, we, we need to chill down on him. I, <laughs> no, I, 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 but, but my point is, well, I get very excited. Well, we, we do get excited, but, but here's, but why don't you, I want to ask you this. My point is this, everybody, this is my liberal point of view. This is my liberal okay. point of view. This is where I come from. I don't like labels, by I have the way. Th I'm, I'm, Just so you know. My liberal agenda. This is, how about you're liberated? Here, here's, here's, how about you're liberated? Here's my you're, liberated you're, agenda. Okay. I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a bleeding hearted liberal. I'm a bloody knuckled liberal. Okay. okay. There's a difference. Okay. Number one, this is my liberal agenda. Ready? Number one, be cool to each other. If, if there's a reason not to go to war, don't go to war. Absolutely. Okay. Every for the past 50 years, boom, every Republican idea of peace just was Vietnam, uh, Iraq, Iraq war, yeah. number one, Iraq war, number two. And by the way, they're all they're all proven to be false. They're all proven to be false. We oh. weren't supposed to be at war with them. And it's admitted yeah. in yeah. Vietnam. It was admitted. Finally. Yeah. Oh, they, they, McNamara they, admitted yeah. it. And it was all yeah. based on a lie. And the whole but, thing. But how in the this is my this is a big premise with that. Is, yeah. How can you, as a Christian or a, just a good person, say, "Well, we got, we well, got wait, to do it"? But yeah, yeah, how do you just go along with that when you see in history that never that you out. have killed innocent people yeah. and our own people have been killed for money for rich people? Rich? How you don't that, get that general concept? So my, and then you're an ex. You're not a patriot. <laughs> you're you're treasonous patriot. if you don't but go along with their agenda, and they're not sending their kids to war. I have literally looked my friends who are in the army. And I'm like, let, I'm like, let me get this straight. You're here. We're in Iraq. Mm -hmm. I'm in Iraq with these guys. I played in Iraq, right. in Baghdad. I played all over Iraq. I love going to Iraq because I call it the scene of the crime. But I'm there and I go, dude, Exxon and all the other oil mm -hmm. companies are literally getting everything that you're here for. They're getting the rewards. And none of them pay federal income tax. And none of the rewards go to you, the soldiers who are doing the work for and them. Living and dying and and, exactly. and, and sweating and bleeding. under this guise of something called patriotism, so, of which these people are not patriots. They're not Christians. They don't There's none of their values show. And you know what they do? They have these stats that say, hey, we're winning. They, and they're the ones who are supplying the stats. They spend billions of dollars. But the stats all have to do with, I'm going to close on this. The stats all have to do with Wall Street. It's their perspective. Big it's energy. It's not the perspective of somebody like us. There was a guy over this my is house. Not the, this is not our perspective. It's their perspective. They're answering to their donors. They're answering to, my that's who they're. My handyman <laughs> yeah. is a Trump guy. My handyman's like, makes well, no if, sense. If, someone, if someone makes a billion dollars, 
Why can't he have the right to keep it? He made the money. Why can't he have the right to keep it? I'm like, I, I love that. you're yeah. fixing my toilet. Yeah. And you're sitting here defending, defending them. Yeah. It makes no sense. A and that's that's how pro- that's how programmed taxes. we are. That's how it's our own self-interest. It, it's like, why would you defend to, this this person so Rush he can have Limbaugh. another yacht? He they're can have li- another yacht? Yeah, they're listening to Rush Limbaugh, exactly. who, a person who has no absolutely no touch of reality right. i'm like you're defending only these people. defend the, and the, the only patriarchs it's what it's all about and people don't even want to look is, at it is because yeah. of other other is coming to get your money other is taking from the government how do we other go is from, ruining how do we go from piggy to this <laughs> because intellectually art disrupted piggy disrupted music Yes. Because it was, we're in a really and horrible phase. By the phase way, disruption is a wonderful word. It's a wonderful word. And a wonderful thing to do. We need to do more of it. We, and we need, need to not just keep going along. This is why we have artists. This is why we have comedians. This is why we have musicians. If we're disruptors, and if people only understood how they attack artists who speak up, you know, go back to comedy, go back to music, oh what, the God. actor, Meryl Streep, what does she know? Guess what, folks? Do you know why artists are the way they are? Because they see things that you don't see. Yeah. And why would you resent somebody that just, they truly want your freedom and your happiness to enjoy the films they make? Yeah. How do you think they make them? Because they are not programmed by in the obedient world that yeah. so many people live in with the same old rhetoric of, you know, how come, you, you know, the, the, and they make it about the poor people. It's an old system. But it's an old all, system. For, 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 for real sake, if you're not, if you don't have a couple hundred million dollars in the bank, we're all truly poor. I mean, like literally. Well, I compared, mean, yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you, if you. Well, we have, a, you and I, we got to close. We, you and I have the riches of life though. Oh, I. Fully, we are both madly in uh, love yeah. with our wives. Oh, uh, absolutely. Madly in love with our children. Uh, we yeah. both make a living in the arts. Every day is a gift. Every day is a That's gift. That's why they call it the present. We both actually have the other thing in common. We both have stopped drugs and alcohol. Absolutely. And what a gift that is. That was huge. Yeah, and because, uh, you know, speaking of, you know, buying into something, we bought into, yeah. oh, the party is where it is. The, and you the buy idea. in from that from day one when I started drinking at 13. Thought, you buy into, I'm I an adult was, now. Yeah. Oh, this is the way. I'm going to be happy now. As long as I have, you know, does he party was part of our vernacular. Yeah. And does he like to party? Does he like to you know? remember that? Does he party uh, yeah. was such a big thing when we were is growing up. Is he cool? Up. Is he one of that's like, is, is he cool? Does he party? Does he does he and, who's got and, the coke? And the funny thing is, though, and this is this this is this this is the craziest thing about mental illness is there are so many people that can easily smoke a joint or they can do the the harder stuff yeah. and they don't well they don't have the, they don't they don't have they the champion don't, and, gene and they, and they don't they don't and, have the do you remember they, that movie they Pope don't want to go sell their house for a handful of crack right do you remember <laughs> the a movie pope of greenwich village i know oh you gotta see oh wait one. i, I saw it but it was eric roberts yes he is the best and he's talking about a horse he, shocked, he, he goes, took my finger charlie took my finger charlie yeah. jimmy that bad bug took my finger charlie <laughs> it hurts so much oh, and he goes they, they bought the horse he goes he got the champion gene charlie <laughs> you and i have the champion yes. gene and it is a great thing because if it were not for that yeah i know Every, uh, the direction I was headed singers, in this is would have would have no substance, oh, man. organic sense, genuineness. 
No, not where near because I was, I don't know about you, when I was that high and that drunk and it was a daily basis and I'd find other people, to, you know, you find that misery loves company. Oh, yeah. I whistled in the dark. I pretended I was happy. I pretended I was mm -hmm. tough. I pretended I was all those things. When Meanwhile, all I wanted to do is, is be loved and be loving. Yeah. Underneath all of it. And that allowed me to build that shield mm -hmm. as no other element could do is the drugs and alcohol. Yeah. I bought my courage. And now I can just have it on my own with this relationship with this source. Mm -hmm. you know, right? And if mm -hmm. anything came out of stopping, mm -hmm. that's what came out of it. Yeah. Same for you? Absolutely. I, 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 I'm, I, you know the word gratefully recovering, like grateful. I have been able to get out of this, this disease. And it really, I mean, truly, people, people don't think that it, like, it, it, it was not a choice after, like, my age of 28. It was like, this is... I'm in this and stuck here mm -hmm. having to drink. I mean, literally, I was like drinking a 12-pack of beer to get on stage. Oh, yeah. To literally sing because I thought that I had to be. It all started back when I was in the nails. Let me, let like, me ask you this. So, you know, I've been stages too, right? Yeah. I one time, I, I don't know about you, but sometimes, see, like you were saying, it works for other people. Yeah. When I smoke pot. I always thought I'm going to be that smart guy that I've hung out with that writes better comedy material. And, you know, and I thought it was going to be so clever. It made me horribly paranoid. I could never smoke the pot. Beer made me lose my inhibitions. Yeah, that's I an inhibition thing. Reckless. But pot yeah. made me focus on my already my problems of oh, paranoia man. and oh, crisis God. and things like that. Oh, my man. fears. It just became, and I went on stage high once. Oh, my Not God. Not more than oh, once, but God. the one time oh. I thought I was going to die. I, Have you I, ever been on stage I after never, smoking pot? I I smoked the pot one time. I love the, I, I love that you put the the. Now. I love now that you seem too. Older that's, than me. You but put see, the that's, pot. I do that on purpose because I think the marijuana. It, I, because I think it's hysterical. <laughs> because when so you smoked the pot once. I smoked the pot and went on stage. You did once. So you're like me. Is it like a little I, experiment it was, and it went it awry? Was horrifying. Horrifying, right? Horrifying. You think? You think they you know? Think, you're, you're going. They all know. They all know. And I'm, they're all looking at me. But yes, they, they're looking at you on stage. And, uh, but, but literally, I was having a panic attack. I mean, exactly. Like, same here. But yeah. the other thing is I couldn't do, I couldn't do the yay-ho before I went on stage mm -hmm. because... Um, Tell people what yay-ho is. Yeah, you know... You just can't throw the, these terms well, around the, I, about I, drones I, and yay-hos. My, my kids are young. But I used, to, I used to do the hard stuff, the cocaine and that mm -hmm. stuff, too. And Right. But, um, and that's Yeho. Yeho, because that's what they called it in Scarface. Okay. You know. So. Say hello <laughs> to my little friend. <laughs> oh my God, dude! Hello, I got some Yeho. <laughs> that's amazing. Well, it's funny you should say that. The game, uh, there was a Scarface game that came out, and I don't know if you knew this, but he's been in three stages of his career. Where he has three completely different voices. You realize that Pacino? Yeah. When he was in Dog Day Afternoon and The Godfather. I'm dying over here. I'm with a guy who thinks Wyoming's a country. That's from. Oh my God! Uh, yeah. That's when he talked like this. Hey, don't talk to the FBI anymore. And, right. And yeah. then he went to Scarface. Now he's like, hoo Yeah. He was, right. And he's then like, he did yeah. the hooah. Hoo but uh, so he couldn't do his own voice. So for the game, I auditioned and made it all the way to the end to be him in the game. I would have made a lot of money. One wow. guy beat me out. 
and I really got into it too. I had my veins popping out. I mean, I needed a, a Tylenol. Say hello to my little friend. Yeah, that's amazing. Oh dude. yeah. Oh, you cockroach! And yeah. I went crazy trying to get this part. So now all it's good for is I'm making no money, but it entertained you and made you smile. <laughs> no, but that's the thing. Say hello to my yeho. Yeho. First you get the power. Then once you get the power, you get the women. That was Richard, by the way. That was Richard Patrick. Yeah, that Richard, we got to wrap it up. Now, I knew that I had to have a timer because the one thing I have found out about you, and we share something. Conversationalists. We are. We can get just get going. And now yeah. I've seen you in our meetings and stuff that we have here at the production company. And both of us need a timer. I, I, I'm going to suggest. I talk, did I talk too long I'm going to say Did I? You know what I love about you? Because I, I, I don't know you that. Myself. I don't know you that well. Every time now, so far, you turn to me with this little sincere little kid, and you go, did I talk too much? Yeah, I swear <laughs> I to God. I never had the guts to go, yeah, you might have gone over. <laughs> really? <laughs> it, it should be like a comedian. I should give you a light. Yeah. Do mm. they do that in bands? Do, do they I have a really? Light? Have I talked too much, though? Well, I, we, I said we were going to do 40 minutes. We're already in an hour. Yeah, but and I knew it earlier today. Was I, I knew was it. I hanging out because we were hanging out with some cool people today. I'm not here to be your judge. I am here to be your timer. Well, I'm, I did. I did stop after a while, but I get really. That's but the we other both thing. identified I get really, it. Really, really passionate. And exactly. Frrr, right. Right. And like super outgoing about. That. Well, sometimes yeah. though, I will. If you want me to give the critique. I would just say, well, look, we did it on here as well. You, sometimes when you have these business meetings, you just keep the Trump stuff out of it unless you know for really? sure that they want to have that conversation. Really? Yeah, I mean, even this podcast, I'm sure we lost half the people. <laughs> oh, you, you, I, I know. Although, My, although I, maybe some of you, listen, if we I help someone, say, that's what we want to do. If we help someone have a moment of clarity. But here's the deal. Then we did something good. But here's the deal. I literally, I know. That I've lost a lot of my fan base. Yeah, from red states. But guess what? You might have gained people but too. But see, the thing is, is then I don't have any self-respect. I agree. I agree. Because but you know, my but sometimes heroes, listen. It is a fine line. Yeah. Is like what you Wait, are you telling me the the Will Smith the Will Smith folks? Are you telling me that they literally have a problem? They they would they I would didn't say that. I'm saying that it's just not something we lead with. We lead with like the, I think the, that's the test. <laughs> I think that's when the you're test. doing business. Like, We're trying to do business with people. We have people coming in here productions. What if this? There was a guy on Facebook pointed this out to me. He goes, "You know, a lot of corporations aren't going to hire you when they read your Facebook posts." So then I have to say to myself, "Okay, I got. I, I have to look at that in both ways. I have to say, well, I'm being true to myself. The other point. The other point is, I'm not on stage doing it. Yeah, I'm filthy on online. What about on I stage? Lost what about Twitter. on stage? What about Twitter kick banned me? No. Wow. I said something like, go fuck off and die. Nuke, oh, no, no, you can't do. You yeah. can't do the die thing. Yeah. 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 You, but, you know, the old expression, go fuck off and die. <laughs> you know, that's like an old thing. Listen, I try to approach it all in a nice spiritual sense and wish the best. But, for you know, everyone. you're older than me. And, but you stop at the old. I'm not that much older than you. I, you I'm, know what I'm going to do? I'm going to be your I'm, older brother and beat you up if you say it I one have, more that's time. Something I'm, I'm going to choke that's you like your brother That's something I'm used did. to. You're gonna be <laughs> no, my brother never choked me. He made I me choke him. No, he made what? me choke him. Oh, we, uh, we didn't. I, I should say. He we would take understand. my hands and put them no, around it and then pretend no. to he's die. He's a method actor. And go. Ah, I want him on the show next. And I know he's oh, not going to be talking about 
um, his he, his disdain for Donald Trump. He is, he's the opposite. I, I can't. I can't. We can't really. I can't out yeah. him. Well, no. Well, I'll have him but on. It's it's, and then we'll see if he if he takes not, that road. He's not. Is he Scott, like you that he has no filter? Bale. He's not. No, he's. Isn't that ironic? That you had a band called Filter and you have none. No, that's the point. There's no filter. <laughs> it should have been called no. Filter. There's no filter. I was told I've Asperger's and that's one of my problems. I have no filter. Yeah. And I think you should. And you're you sitting here telling me that I talk. Oh, too your much. wife is here. Let, uh, you, come on in here for a second. Just you're come telling in for a second. Me that I talk we're on, too we're much? on a podcast. No, please. Just all I want to have is one thing confirmed. That's all. You don't have to come on the microphone. I, I just have to ask you, we're wrapping this up. This is a podcast. We're wrapping it up. Okay. You're married to Richard for how long? You don't even know the answer to that? Since how long? 2006. Okay. It's 2006. Coming up on 12 years. He and I are talking about, we both. 1998. She tells me I talk politics too much. We both. Okay. That was, oh, so that's confirmed. So she tells you that. And does he, does he tend to um, uh, be a little long winded sometimes? Really? Really? I, this is why we love our wives. My points are this is so why I brought concise. Her in. I brought, well, now we're going to bring your this, wife this in. Why, oh, my wife will completely confirm it. My family's so happy that I've been diagnosed with something because now they go, that's why he's that. This could be the longest podcast in history with two long-winded guys that both have- Yeah, but have, everything we say is interesting. I, I, listen, I'm, I'm not, not going to disagree. I'm not grandiose. I'm not going to disagree with that we have things to say, but I am saying that we have limits on on how long we can talk. And we ha- here's what we'll do. How about we do? You'll be the first one we ever do a second episode. We'll ha- we'll carry this over, and we'll have our wives on to confirm that would be a what nightmare. idiots they. She's married. not on camera. She is not an on camera. I know. I can tell that she won't even come into the room. She's not. She's she's doing. She, you know. She. You know where I met her. She was slicing her she, neck out there, going, "No, no, do, I'm not do, coming in." Do you know? Do you know? She is one of the biggest reporters at MTV during the '90s. Oh, that's awesome. She was a huge reporter, and her only deal was, "I'm never going to be on camera." So she wrote. She wrote. All of the stories. I'm going to interview her next. Covered all of the stories. She it'll won't be, do it. It'll be a five-minute interview. She won't do it. <laughs> it'll they're be five making, minutes of me going, listen, please, I know come you, on, please I know, come on. I know this sounds crazy, but they're doing a documentary on me. Yeah. And let me tell you something. She won't even do that. It'll be six parts. It'll be. It'll be six. Just you alone is going to be five parts. I actually I actually got really <laughs> quiet because there's so many not. things. I did. I, the thing is. is did, so I, what do I do? Okay, we have to wrap this up. Sure. What do we do now? If it, how about if both of us are accountability partners? So we have these business meetings. You know, you, you got to scratch your head on. on that's our cue? that's our code. That's the code. just kind of. So okay, we itch. have to make a deal. We're gonna make a handshake deal. The people are listening. I have a lot of listeners. Okay, we're gonna make a handshake deal that we never take it personal. And All right. We, and, we, and no more checking back and going. Did I go too far? Let's just leave it at scratching the head. That means a wrap. Scratching my head. I'm scratching. This was was Richard Patrick with us. What a fabulous interview. Thank you. Stay tuned because he's going to have a second one, the first one ever that we've had a carryover. I'm scratching my head because both of us don't know how to shut up. See you next time. You got it, bye. Laughterheels.org. Go give it a visit. Check it out. See how you can support 
It's a nonprofit organization which offers grins, giggles, and guffaws and raises the awareness of the healing powers of laughter. Working in aftercare facilities, hospitals, warriors, cancer patients, rehabs. Well, just about everybody needs laughter. We're here to spread it around. It is the best medicine, so just open up and say ha-ha. This episode was brought to you by LaughterHeals.org. How was that for my announcery, advertisee, promotion voice? LaughterHeals.org. Thank you.